North Self Connection proudly presents TNA Never Dies. Now, cross the line with your hosts, Aaron, Jenny, and JT. You think it might be a good thing that it's been like it's been so long since I've I've we've done one of these and I've watched one of these shows that I have zero clue what's happening. TNA never dies, and TNA never dies, never dies. No, it can't die. But I have... Is it good that that I've... Because I feel I was on the verge of some sort of psychotic break. Uh, I think you did break. And, uh... Yeah, that that had nothing to do with the show, though. It had more to do with my crippling personal life. Right, that's what I meant, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my self-loathing. But we never remember anything that happened, so, I mean, it's fairly normal. Well, the good thing is when this when we last left off, like things were great, you know, the vaccine stuff was going on, COVID. Now it's over, so we came back, we waited it out, and we're back to normal. Yep, yep, right. yep. As I look outside of my house, and no one's driving around because there is a curfew <laughs> in the province of Quebec. From I do 10. think it's funny that some of these shows uh, on North South, because of when we started the feed, like have never not existed during a pandemic. You know, like this show, <laughs> right? The show doesn't know life, not a pandemic. Well, like, how does this show exist when we don't have this much rage and, and like, <laughs> apprehension about life going on, you know? I'll always be able to tap into some sort of rage, don't worry. Right, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll always be rage. We're all very angry. As a society, I would agree. Uh, yeah. There's some new music, though, to kick off this. Some sort of funk music. And I that didn't put me in a rage. I felt, okay, new direction. Maybe, the, maybe everything's changed. I kind of miss the old song. Yeah, don't worry. It's, it's coming back. Uh, we're starting this episode. This is the March 5th, 2003 episode. For those of you joining us and expecting us to tell you what the show is or what date it was on, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. Losers. <laughs> How would you expect that? Nerds. You like Your formulas? Dates. Well, fuck Your you. Your numbers. <laughs> uh, we're taking a trip inside Raven's and Clock. AD. <laughs> we're taking a trip inside Raven's Clockwork House of Orange, House of Fun Match. But we're, it seems like we're starting with Amazing Red and Kid Cash. But on top of all this, they are pimping an interview with Vince Russo. Like, they're like, we've got this amazing interview. Like, we don't already hear from this dude eight <laughs> times a week, right? But we get this dirty is ass. This is the one. This is the one? This is the one that's going to be uh, the one? The one. Done. Before we can get to that, though, we get Dirty Ass Raven. Jenny, yeah. does he move you at all by quoting Pete Townsend? <laughs> First note, Raven quotes Pete Townsend. Uh, so, yes, I was very moved. I, I, I wept at the beginning of the show during that quote. So. Did it have to do with him, or was it just you were about to give up an hour and a half of your life? Uh, both, but uh, Raven is so compelling, you know, were you, uh, as a promo. Were either of you like me when you brought this up on the Impact um whatever it is, uh, streaming service, and you saw it was like an hour and 44 minutes? Yeah. Were you relieved? It was very exciting. You're like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Knock off that 15 minutes. A break. A break. That 15 minutes may well be an hour watching yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Well, because it's always the last 15 minutes of this show, too, that it feels like yes. an hour. Yes. Yep. Like, I'm pausing it to, like, emote. I'm pausing it to breathe. You yep. know, like, I'm tr- trying to just write notes down. There's so many uh, times I feel like I'm cruising and I look at it and it's like yep. only an hour attended and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, but already like enough stuff has happened that a show should be over by now. 
Right. All right, we've had eight matches, 50 promos. Like, what? It's 45 <laughs> minutes in. I think that's why it feels so long. It's the, the crash nature of it. It's like out of control. And I've been watching like some 99 Raws at bedtime, and I know that's like the template. But even those don't have as much going on as this. Like, those still breathe a little bit more. Like, this is just chaos. Yeah. It, it's just it, – yeah. Speaking of chaos, Raven's hair is bleached to shit. Like, mm-hmm. JT, does he does he smell like a vat of bleach or a vat of heroin? I, I, you don't think it's sun in? He just bought a lot of sun in? I, look, I believe – I think he's bald now, right? Yeah. And this is for sure the reason. <coughs> it's funny because he had nice hair. Johnny Polo, Scotty Flamingo. Even in the early Raven days, Johnny, that we're watching on oh, ECW. Yeah. yeah, I think all that – yeah, all that's fine. I don't know what happened here. I think it's when he went to the kilt. He's like, fuck it. I'm just going to destroy my head also. Yes, I'm just going to make myself look awful. <laughs> I'll make myself look like a heroin addict. heroin smell like? <laughs> I don't know. Does heroin have an odor? I don't know. That's a great question. Now, no one's done heroin? No. No, I haven't. I've done, uh, uh what they give you at the hospital. Opium. Not, well, yeah, but what's it called? Why can't I remember this? Morphine. Morphine. Oh, I did that once. Uh, Ooh, in 2007. Really? Well, I didn't do it. I was given it because my wife poisoned <laughs> me with life. chicken. Yeah. But um, like uh, a pill or like? No, no, intravenous morphine. Oh, wow. And I still, to this day, I'm like, fuck, I gotta get another hit of that morphine. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's the best day. It's the best I've ever felt in my life. This, yes. And I've fathered three children and been married. This is <laughs> the best. Is oh, that doesn't even compare to no. morphine. I'll I'll take the fucking she can prepare me poison chicken again just so I can have yeah and she probably will. Um, <laughs> Raven goes on to say he's bathed in sanity and light, dealing oh. out woe and sorrow. He has a destiny, and I got to imagine somehow Alberto somewhere Alberto Del Rio is like writing down the destiny stuff. Like <laughs> fuck that, it's gonna be gold. <laughs> I was a little sad he didn't say whoa like jo- uh, Joey Lawrence though. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Um, and then he then he goes on about life is a tapestry weaved by the gods what what am i watching here it's raven yo that's what he does just go with it just roll with it well who's not going with it is the crowd who are just actively talking through his promo like no one's paying attention i feel like raven is like a uh, similar situation of russo like the, the what you always hear about Russo is right without Vince McMahon in his ear or, or like editing his stuff. He's like a bad man. Right. That, that you needed He needed Vince to control him. I feel like Raven was always at his best when he had Paul Heyman uh, to control him and rein him in and help set the narrative. Like whenever he's been without Heyman, he becomes this like rambling, incoherent mess. <laughs> and like he, he'll still have poignant moments in these, but most of it is just like buried in this mountains of everything. And I feel like that was distilled more when he was with Heyman. The closest he came without him was probably in WCW. Um, so maybe it's a lucid, lucidity thing. Like maybe he's more uh, with it in, in the mid-90s than he is by this point. But I, I don't know. It, it feels like he just is off the rails without Heyman. It feels in WCW, too, he just didn't have enough time. Right. Like, so he got a minute. Here, it's right. like, do what you want. <laughs> so I'm sure that helps. Uh, also, while he's cutting this promo – the lights are going on and off too. Jenny, is this a mistake or an artistic choice? What do you think, Aaron? I, <laughs> I think it's a mistake, probably. Oh, I think it's 50-50 either way. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a choice. I think they thought it looked cool. Really? Which makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, anytime someone's trying to look cool in this company, it's never worked. And like I swear, as I'm listening to this, it's like it's just as incoherent as like 1998 Ultimate Warrior on Nitro talking about <laughs> like whatever the fuck he was talking about. No one understands what he's saying. Uh, JT, when they said so, they're like Raven is in his nest. Were were you expecting there to be a giant sign that says nest behind him? <laughs> no, we're over on the extreme throwaway dance. We're well versed in nests. That's where Joey Styles resides in the Eagles Nest. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. I knew it was going to be some sort of balcony. But they, but why did they put the sign? I like the sign. It's like it defines the it. space there. Yeah. Do you think they, they should put a giant uh, ring around the ring? I think they should they're... put some baby birds in there and then have him feed them like a mama bird. Do you think he? <laughs> they were trying to do it like um like a sports stadium thing. Like Aaron Judge, they have like the judges' chambers and like uh, you know, like different. That's always been like a thing at stadiums. So they'll have like certain porches or perches like dedicated to a player. Mm-hmm. Sure, but like that's like it's like a place where fans sit so they can say they're in the the judges' right. chambers, right? You don't they, think that this was the case here because the fans are kind of around them a little bit. It's just a staircase. It's a platform yeah. from a staircase. <laughs> Look, <laughs> they work with what they got. Ryan. They put the sign up. What do you want here? I want the sign not to be up. I know. You can call it a nest and I'll understand the fucking metaphor, right? I don't need entrance written where the guys come out. I get it. That's where they come from. I mean, I've never Raven, seen that. I think this is more for ravens. <laughs> yeah, maybe he doesn't even remember where it is. Where do you need me to stand? Here, just put a sign up. He kept what going to the wrong place in this? rehearsal. <laughs> Fuck it. Put the sign up. Uh, but then out of nowhere, as if this can't get any fucking stranger... We hear, whoa, 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 whoa. Then a whoa. horrible edit, and yes. Kevin Sullivan is here. My boo, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah. He goes, he's been putting putting fear into people since Raven was crapping yellow. Jenny, can, can people crap yellow at any age, though? I believe so, yeah. I think it's more consistent when you're a baby, though. Yeah. Because your tummy's all weird and new. What if you're, like, dying of some sort of disease? A lot of bile. Mm. Is bile, bile based? What Bill color is bile? I think it's yellow. like a yellow green kind of. Ah. I know because I vomited it up before. Gross. Ugh. Uh, do you vomit up a lot of bile? No, I had. I'm a stomach virus connoisseur, uh, but I, <laughs> one of the worst I ever. Some had. people dedicate their lives to important. <laughs> <laughs> the worst I ever had was about ten years ago, and it was eleven years ago. And my wife was away from work. I was all alone, and it was a snowstorm, and I had no one there to help me at all. And I was so sick. Like, I'm talking, like, multiple, like, accidents in the band sick. Like, that bad. Like, anything was just awful. I thought you were going to say multiple sclerosis sick. (laughs) Come on. And, yeah, by the end, I just had – I could not eat or drink anything. And by the end, I kept throwing up, but there was nothing left. So it was literally just, like, bile coming up. It was all – Yellow green mishmash. Would you rather would you rather have one of those fits again or have to watch TNA for twenty four hours straight and take notes? TNA. TNA. That's how bad it was. I've had enough stomach viruses to last most people's lifetimes. I'm hoping I'm done, but we'll see. Like Jesus Christ, like do we really need Kevin Sullivan added to this thing? Isn't there someone's family he can murder? Yes. What? Wow. Why? What's your beef with Kevin Sullivan? Because he was the worst part of WCW for years, and he's out here acting like he's a big deal. 
is a big deal. JT, is, is Sullivan like a typical Bostonian? Uh, less, less Ryan Gray's portraying him, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's like a self-loathing Bostonian because he identifies as from the the, the Conk Republic, <laughs> Florida Keys, um, more so than he does in Boston. But I don't know. I don't mind him. He got better when he got into the Ben Mafia and WCW. Before that is is rough with the Dungeon of Doom stuff. But y'all are crazy. Was he good? When I you... often find I, it to be I, one of the best parts of it, though. I will say that. Like when Chad and I were in that era for Wrestling Warzone, like I found him to be one of the, the better parts of some of that stuff. He was way better than fucking Hogan, that's for sure. <laughs> See, I just... he's just elevated. Y'all don't get it. It's fine. It's fine. Not everybody can get it. Well, explain it to us, Jenny. No, I, you either get it or you don't. I mean, you know. What am I gonna do? I can't explain everything. Oh, you've gotten a sense of your crap and milk. <laughs> His hair is fucking gone, by the way, too. Um, but then he's like, <laughs> and then he starts talking about how he's on. He's like, I like this match. I'm not gonna be an enforcer. I'm the special observer. Jenny, what is a special observer? <laughs> a shit stirrer. That's it. <laughs> I thought it was like the Watcher, like an MCU. <laughs> Not allowed to interfere. <laughs> yeah, you can't interfere. You can just observe. I love his ref shirt as it is just painted black lines on his bare belly. <laughs> I like how he said like he heard about – like was he watching the show or just heard about it on the streets? I heard about the House of Fun match from your sick mind. He's like hanging out at a bus stop like playing three-card <laughs> money and someone drops observer. it. <laughs> Hey, Kevin, did you hear about the, uh, the House of Fun match going on? What? I just want to know what he says to get edited out. So obviously. Uh, yeah, it's recording. Hopefully. He then, he goes, I want to be there the night that Raven really hurts somebody. But couldn't he just buy a ticket? Yes. Yeah. I don't know why he needs to cut a promo about just being there and observing. And then they, they've got, like, if you look at the, like... I don't know what it is, if it's on the ring or in the video, but there's some sort of hypnosis thing going on, like some spinning. Hypnosis. hypnosis. Is that so people can stomach him? I think it's meant to be the clockwork. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sullivan Nelly has all kinds of other shit written on his chest, too. And then there's this large thud, and the lights go out. Yeah, but for, he does say in here that if Raven fails – the gates of hell will open and Raven will belong to him. Like, like who signed yes. up for that? I don't think Raven agreed to that. <laughs> I just want to fight matter. the Sandman. <laughs> this is a very special gates opening up to hell match. 100% would watch. <sighs> I was right up there with my favorite stipulations, uh, along with if uh, he agrees that if he, Vince says if Kane loses this match, he'll light himself on fire and breathe his last breath. <laughs> yes. I didn't agree to that. <laughs> uh, the large thud happens, and Raven is down, and I'm like, I guess it's the Sandman. But JT, what's happening with the camera? Are these artistic choices, or are we back to mistakes? You think Kevin Dunn was watching this somewhere and be like, oh, yes. <laughs> we need more switches. And Sandman's in the crowd. Imagine getting a tattoo of yourself on the inside yes. of your bicep next to your face. I if you're Sandman, it. yes. But wouldn't in any other situation – I'm going to do it. Pardon me? I'm going to do it. That's my newest tattoo. 
Well, allow me then to ask, in any other situation, wouldn't that make you a fucking loser? No, it makes you cool. Self-confidence. Okay. I guess. Are you also going to start smoking and drinking everywhere you go? Mm, I already do that. <laughs> what? Fair enough. Uh, but this segment's kind of ending right away, I guess. I mean, are we on board with Kevin Sullivan and Raven and everything that's yes. going on? Yes. I don't mind the ECW stuff here because I like how it's contained to its own little world. And, like, I would take this over a bunch of the other crap we had. Like, the, I mean, I know we saw some of it, but even just the old veterans club that we had in the early days or the dumps, like, all that shit um, that's around the good stuff, right? Like, Jerry Lynn and Styles and all that. That's the basis of TNA. Like, to me, I'd rather have this around it than some of the other shit. Yes. I think that's fair. Uh, Don West all decked out in blue. And Tanae is screaming uh, about how Sullivan is going to be an observer, as though we're supposed to get excited about that. Then, out of nowhere, they start some music, and then they fade it out right away. Jenny, who's getting fired tonight? Everybody. Tanae also states that he was flown down to Atlanta earlier this week to, to show us another side of Vince Russo. But mm. before we can do that, he goes, well, I guess we're ready to get the action kicked off. Isn't the whole show called Total Nonstop Action? It's Total Nonstop Action once it's kicked off. Once, okay. Is that the full name, of the official name of the show? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Um, Conan comes out to smooth. JT, is that the Mexican anthem here? Yeah, it's like how everyone uses the Orient Express theme in Dirty F. But we all understood that that was wrong, right? Yep, as it is here. Right, but this was 2002. Good. Uh, Don't forget, O2 is almost <laughs> as bad as the 80s when it came to jingoism and that kind of stuff. I guess. Post 9-11. I guess. But were people really mad at Mexicans during that period? They were mad at everyone, honestly. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, he's here to let us know what is crackalating. Yes. And then before he can go any further, he starts speaking Spanish. Uh, and, and as soon as he starts speaking Spanish, is it me or like – do the guys in the truck raise the volume of the music to drown him out? Mm-hmm. Jenny, they don't want that there. Spanish? It's super loud. No, it confuses and scares everyone. Can't have that. <laughs> Jenny, it, it, this is bigotry of the highest order, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, it's TNA. Right. Yeah. Right. It's uh, part of the show. It's part of the show. The bigotry is part of the show. Come yeah. for the wrestling, stay for the bigotry. I'm just excited to accept all of this. I don't know if you noticed that. Why fight it? Just let it happen. Just World buy rip. in. Yeah, just do it. I mean, it's all about mindset, right? So if I decide I'm going to like this shit, then it makes my watching a lot easier. I wish I liked it. That's a constant fight I have with wrestling is I wish I liked it more. Yeah. Like I, I, I envy – make your the, mind up. But I can't. I envy the people that love everything. You don't think I want to like Man of Steel? I want to love it. It's Superman. But how? I, I can't. Well, that's not a good example, but... Anyway, he int- it's a perfect example because it's, it's relevant to me. All right, he introduces... Conan introduces Super Crazy, and we're getting Lynn versus Crazy, which I- I'm pretty happy with, right? Yeah. And I love Super Crazy. I thought this was an awesome pickup. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I've i always loved that dude. Like, he, he, is he one of, like, the highlights of your ECW fandom? Yeah. Um, we haven't gone there yet in our rewatch, but... Historically, yes. Like I remember his stuff very well, and I even like I think his Dota E stuff is actually really good too. When he shows up in 05 after this, but it's funny he's not, he was never in WCW, so he pretty much this is like his first big exposure, other than ECW. 
in, in the U.S. Yeah, and he goes to WWE later, but they never really do anything with him, right? No, but he's got some fun little things here and there. Riding the lawnmowers? Jerry Lynn's music... Um, <laughs> After Speaking that. of bigotry. <laughs> yeah, right. It didn't stop in 2002. They seem to like him, though. Like, they did use him, like, a decent amount. Like, he was always on TV and one of those guys that you wouldn't think they would like, but they kind of did, you know? Not that he ever got mega pushes, but... No. But Why he... did you guys like him? This is a great wrestler. Yeah. All right. I mean, the first ECW show I ever saw was... Um, Anarchy Rules 99. It was him versus Tajiri versus Little Guido in a three-way dance. And like I was like, what, what am I – like this was like the greatest thing I'd ever seen kind of thing. It was, yeah, it, no, he hasn't done an ECW. Yeah, he's great. It was like in 2015 when I saw NJPW for the first time. Like that's the close – I was like, wow, this is like a whole new world of wrestling. And that's what it felt like watching him. Uh, Lynn's music – now some, has the sound of someone vomiting as a stinger. It's like – And then – Wild coming up. Is that an accurate uh, sound of bile coming up, uh, JT? Yeah, they recorded it when Justin was sick 11 years ago. <laughs> Hope you're getting royalties Nine for that. before I get sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, JT, how much weight has Super Crazy put on here, though? Uh, maybe he was trying to cosplay as Super Porky. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> he can still fly, though. Yeah. Yep. Jenny, do you think he swims in a t-shirt as well? God, probably. <laughs> I kept waiting for him to take it off. <laughs> I will say throughout the t-shirt and everything, though, I'm pretty confident that Super Crazy's dad is, like, way more proud of him than Jerry Lynn's dad is of him. Wow. What makes you say that? I don't know. Just the, the, the way they move. Like, Jerry Lynn's not comfortable with his body, you know? Like, I feel like he's probably grew up an introvert. Uh, maybe somebody – like, I, I, like he's not used to human touch. Whereas Super Crazy feels – I don't know. Like, he's, he's happy with himself. He's a, he's a fully developed individual. Don West now says that Jerry Lynn is more prepared. How could he be prepared, though, for a mystery opponent? Because he's been facing – no, they're all the same, basically, is what he's saying, right? <laughs> so the bigotry continues? Yeah, I mean, he's basically saying, like, he's been fighting a lot of luchadors lately, so he must be ready for this one. Nice. So they flip around a lot. It pops the crowd. Uh, West is like, the crowd is pretty mixed. But I don't know. The crowd looks pretty white to me, right? <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you guys have a problem with people who say things like who white? <laughs> well, no, I don't. What Not about usually. what about when someone says Wednesday? <laughs> I say that to myself every time I try to spell that word. So <laughs> out. To remind yourself? Yeah. Um, who doesn't do that? <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. Uh, Conan is also a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Is this surprising, JT? Uh... I don't know. Is he friendly with Mark Madden? Probably. Then no. The action, though, is great in the match. Uh, Super Crazy gets Hurricane Rounded, like, right in front of the announce table. And then he kind of weirdly stares deeply into Tanae's eyes. <laughs> Jenny, what was he trying to what was he trying to communicate here to Mike Tanae? Get out. Get <laughs> out. While you can. Help me, Mike Tanae. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Obi Wan crazy here. <laughs> um, so super crazy gets the ten punch in the count in the corner, and the crowd like uno dos. They're chanting in Spanish. JT, mm-hmm. is it good that he stops at ten? Could the crowd have continued if he got past ten? <laughs> uh, not many of them, I'm guessing. What is eleven in Spanish? 
I'm just trying to think of it. It's been uh... forever for me. Because I know 1 to 10 because of Sesame Street, but that's as far right. as my Spanish goes. Once. That's it. Once. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there, yeah. So there definitely would have been like a, yeah. a pause in the crowd if he had continued. Yes. Like when Jingle Bells gets that second verse that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it just You're so happy singing the chorus. Well, the Fred theme gets to that one. Yeah, exactly. The Golden Girls. Ah oh, man, it, like as I'm watching this too, I'm like, man, I wish guys like Super Crazy and Hoovy had been here since the start instead of guys like Apollo. Mm. And why was no one mad that a Hispanic dude was appropriating Greek culture? That's a great question. Jenny, would you have been on board if like Hercules had made an appearance and been like, you know, you've been stealing my gimmick? For the... <laughs> that. Yes. Yes. Well, there was a Hercules Aiea. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico! <laughs> right, super, super smooth moonsaults, TKOs, sweet sit-down powerbomb from Crazy. Lynn has been hit with some serious stuff here, keeps kicking out. Then Lynn reverses a top rope per Rana, sunset flip for the, rin, the win. JT, do you like the position of Jerry Lynn's hands getting higher on the legs for more leverage? Yeah, I mean, he's learned a lot from fighting the other luchador, so he knows he's really going to sink the cover in. Jenny, how do you feel about people who say it like leverage? I've never heard anybody say leverage before, Aaron. Well, well here, about, here we are. I don't about, hang around with a lot of Canadians. Usually. It's not a how Canadian about, thing. That's a weirdo thing. Okay. How about mature? Well, I hang out with lots of those. No. <laughs> how do you feel about mature instead of mature? Oh, God, that sucks. Oh, I don't like that at all. It makes yeah. me want to puke. Yeah. It makes me want to not be friends with the person. Yes. I just want to vomit bile. Nah. <laughs> Do you also vomit Inquisition too, or just bile? Just bile. Okay. Um, I'm at three and a half stars for the match. Same. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought it was a really good story. I love how Lynn doesn't stay down. It's crazy. Keeps bringing the heat. Crazy's so fluid and on point. Like the Aussie moonsault looked great. I thought Lynn just completely owning the story and sneaks in that top rope Rana for the win. Conan's like gutted at ringside. He's always in shock when Lynn wins these matches. <laughs> and then he berates crazy after. But I've enjoyed the angle. It's, it's a little behind last week, but still balls out and rocking. Like crazy can still go. Lynn is showing up big time, mixing up with different guys. And it's just a perfect mid-card angle to carry these shows. So I thought it's a great pace. The crowd was into it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I've I've actually liked this angle. I'm not a huge Conan fan, but I think this is a type of role where he's best used versus in the ring um, as a mouthpiece for something like this, bringing in different stars to take out Lynn. Like, I think it's worked pretty well. I like it too. Um, I'm sure I've seen a crazy match, like probably on a Saturday night. Um, I don't know, but I, I don't recall any of his matches mm. before. So this was effectively my introduction to him and it was a good one. Like, you know, me and Jerry Lynn, I love him. So, um, they, they really went at it. I like Conan, too. I mean, I, I was a little bit like, eh, at first on the on the angle, but I, I like that they're going to be consistent with this. And it's not just going to be like one time Conan brings out a dude and like, you know, so as long as it's ongoing, I'm, I'm on board. And I went three and a half as well. Yeah, I just I like him in the role. He's he's mm-hmm. legit and good in the role. Yeah. Well, he's believable and he's he's got conviction. He speaks confidently like he knows his shit right he's just boring in the ring so it's like this is a good use for him just to be the mouthpiece for guys that are better than him in the ring yeah it's not like fucking mortable plum tree doing his one-man hamlet like <laughs> right to be or not to be everyone 
Let's discuss. What do y'all think about Jerry winning? Yeah, I think it helps further the story. I think it's fine because who knows if crazy is going to stick around. That's the one thing with TNA. Right. We never know who's going to be here. How many are just kind of the part of the open door that come and go. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all for pushing your people that are here. Yeah, I, I think it's fine as long as it builds to him bringing in like someone bigger and better. Right. So I, to me, it's all about the follow up. Like I'd love to see what you said is right. I don't know if he's going to stick around, but it's got to build to Conan getting frustrated and going further and further. And as long as that keeps happening, I'm OK with it. Yep. Because that's that's the death knell of mid-card feuds when there's no development. Right. right. Like if he just fights a random guy Conan brings in every time and it's always a similar guy like Hoovy, then it, it's going to get old. All right. We get a recap of Vince Russo from last week with his kids. It's set to some kind of fucking submarine music. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> we get his fucking stupid kids again. Um, Jeff Jarrett would never be allowed on WWF TV with that haircut. There's no way they would fix it. They would shave his head. They would make it longer. They would give him extensions. They would do whatever. And there's a lot of time on this recap. And they show the punches on the ground, like when Jarrett's on top of him in slow motion. Mm. And West is like, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> and then they keep also keep looping his kids saying, you were not there. Jenny, do you believe – no, hold on. Wait. <laughs> Can you please, Jenny, describe the room that the children were in? Um, was it like a Victorian nursery? <laughs> I I, I couldn't I think remember. of anything further from what it looked like. Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> made a, I don't remember. All while the SpongeBob theme was playing, apparently the submarine music. <laughs> I don't believe for one it second. It was like a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> fucking rotted out walls because the pineapple would rot even in the salt water i don't believe for one second that this is vince russo's home no one has bricks like that in their home it looks like the basement of a high school no one has folding chairs in their office either the way vince russo has in his office am i insane i mean he may be insane yes he's definitely insane so the whole children are insane (laughs) well vince russo's their dad well yeah yeah Uh, so the whole premise here is that tony case Tanae was flown to Atlanta, right? Because mm-hmm. Russo had something to say that couldn't wait until Wednesday, right? Right. JT, is it wrong of me to fly into a rage because the whole thing is undermined by the fact that it's airing on Wednesday anyways? <laughs> but he had to say it. He could not wait to say it. <laughs> he had to get it off his chest. I fought, and I beat everything in my way for 10 years working for the WWF with Vince McMahon's slave um, for 24 hours a day. I, couldn't he have just said – like couldn't they have just said Vince Russo is not leaving his house? Right. Um, I also hate his vest. I, I fucking loathe it. I loathe it. Like I, I just want to – I don't know. Maybe it's just his face. What's wrong with his vest? I hate it. It doesn't make sense. Do, you wear, do people wear vests without something else on top like that? He did. Yeah. But He's the best sh- guy. There should be like a suit jacket on the back of his thing. He wears a suit jacket on top of the vest, no? Well, he's chilling in his office. Why is he going to wear a suit jacket? Who's going to wear a vest? Why is he going to wear a vest in his office? Well, it's, you know, fancy but not too fancy, like a tuxedo on Mike Tenay. See, I like vests that are like designed as coats, you know, like a winter vest. Yes, and you go out in the woods with it, right? Like a puffy vest. Yeah, I never understood wearing just like a like a suit vest. 
Sounds like a thing. I understood it in the Wild West because everybody did it. Mm -hmm. You were a classy person. Anyway, uh, he also calls himself Vince's slave. Yeah, 24 hours a day I was his slave. But but then he goes, I was on the road three days a week. That doesn't sound that bad. (laughs) Three days a week. He was a slave. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, he talks about the political garbage in WCW and dealing political with – Political hell! <laughs> yeah. And then the worst was dealing with Jerry Jarrett for six months. But I know I'm right. I love the business. And, but he said – but he does say – he go, I like what you said there. He, he goes, I know I was right. Then he goes, I wasn't going to be tonight. <laughs> you think he said that because he was talking to Mike Tanay? <laughs> no, because Tanay is Danae for him, so <laughs> – Jenny, is that in character or – so is this whole thing in character or is this really him? Like what, what what's happening? I, I was asking myself the same question when I was watching this, and I decided that the two beings have merged into one. So this is like Super Russo. He's like he's like a meta like version of himself. Hmm. I also think he just can't pronounce words. Also that. There's also that. He's got that that heavy accent. It goes along, yeah. So he also declares himself to be the worst husband in the world. <laughs> I I'm not sure that's true. Me either. JT, is he a worse husband than Chris Benoit? <laughs> uh, at this time, yeah. Okay, what about Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, by this point, he no. wasn't married. Well, Jenny, would you rather marry Jeffrey Dahmer or Andre the Giant? Uh, hmm. Andre's gonna shit in the bathtub. Jeffrey Dahmer was gay, so there's that. Just, just the velocity with which Andre would attack you. Yeah, that's hot. Oh, I'm picking Andre. <laughs> all right, what else does Vince Russo talk about? Oh God, he's all over the place. I'm the worst husband. My 15 year old pointed it out. My career highlight as a father. I wasn't there when he needed me. When I needed him. When he needed me. Yeah. But that's how it is in the business. You get on a high and on a roll that you don't think about who you can hurt, and I can't get that time back with my kids. And I'm ashamed. Look at Kurt Hennig. Poor Kurt Hennig. <laughs> I just, like, died so young, and, like, they're using him as, like, an example of being a shitty dad. <laughs> 44-year-old and gone. So he announces officially, I am quitting wrestling at 42. Were you sh- I, when he said 42, I was like, that's how old I am. Right. I, I, you I, should quit wrestling. I, <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> but they pulled me back. <clears throat> but then when he says he quits, Tanae's like, well, your credibility is kind of shit. Why should we believe you? <laughs> and Russo's just fucking Mike. <laughs> I wish he would have said it like that. <laughs> Vince, uh, come on now. Uh, Russo's like aghast. Like that. <laughs> Anyone would think this is a word. <laughs> JT, That's what I love the most. I know. Do you feel any sympathy for him, Jenny? <laughs> no. no. I just, just want to watch it happen. But, like, it's like you're the one who got dressed up as Mr. Wrestling 6 or whatever <laughs> for, like, six weeks. You're the one who came here. Like... He just rewrites his own history, you know, like – as it happens or and then then he admits you know i did all this i did that but it was for this reason uh, or blame this person you know surprised they didn't blame his kids Uh, jt where are we at with this retirement i i mean it (laughs) 
it kind of caught me off guard because he is such a big part of the show. I guess looking back, you can see where it's going. But again, it doesn't really feel earned. Like, I feel like they just decided to go this route and just did it. Like, we didn't get weeks of his kids, like, breaking down. Or one week, he misses out on something, and he's finally had it because no one's listening to him. It's like he, like, loves TNA and sex and all this other stuff. And then, all of a sudden, yeah, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> like, it, just, it just came out of nowhere. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to – do you want him gone? No. <laughs> What would we do? What would... I don't know. No. We'd have a good wrestling show. <laughs> we got we got Sonny Siaki over there, you know, <laughs> trying to be the leader of this thing. The ace in the hole, all right? Come yeah. on now. <laughs> the ass in the hole. <laughs> fuck. It's like I'm just as I'm like thinking, okay, I wonder if he's coming back or not. Right away, I'm like, fuck, here comes Sanders and Gilberti. Like, I'd rather have mm-hmm. Russo than these two. That's what I'm saying. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's just weird because I can see if like sex is splintered and it was falling apart and – Everything well. was gone and all was lost. And so he like, it just feels weird. Like he's put so much time and effort into building this up and like they're doing well. Yeah. He's got control and now I'm just going to leave. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it felt, it just felt unearned to get to this point. Like, I don't mind it as an angle. I just felt like they went to it too quick. Yeah. I, I, I guess I kind of took it like, um, his kids were like the wake up call for him. Like I've been lying to myself for too long and this, that, and the other. It just happened so fast though. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what wake-up calls are you know they're quick hmm uh so as we cut from this interview too mike tenay goes what you didn't hear in that interview is what i told russo three words time will tell why why Why? did they cut that why yeah right (laughs) why only why there's three words you can't have three more words raven question me i'll cut it out (laughs) Raven can quote epic poetry, but we can't get three words from Mike Tanay. Tanay. He probably screwed it up when he said it. Yeah. Tom will tell. <laughs> uh, the hot shots are in the ring, though, and we get the oi-oi. The new oi-o. Here comes Slash and Lee. Mitchell. Mitchell walks like he just stepped right out of an orgy. There's like this jump in his step. <laughs> Smile on his face. Um, and then Church just starts beating them down. And then Sonny Siaki just kind of casually strolls by, all decked out in leather for some reason. And Mike Tanay goes, hey, that's the ace in the hole. Which, again. There he is. But then Siaki pulls Gilberti and Gilberti and Sanders away. Jenny, if he, if Sonny Siaki gets these two off the show, he's the biggest baby face in all time, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I would have to reconsider my whole stance on Vince leading the sex if he got rid of these guys. <laughs> yeah, if he get rid of these fucking goofs. Yeah. They also have to stop calling it the sex locker room. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking that, That's too. where Mitchell came from. Sex locker room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go in the uh, consensual non-sex locker room. <laughs> you know what's up when you go in there. Uh, then Slash almost breaks his own neck, throwing one of the hot shots into the corner. Then they keep showing our truth in the crowd too. Not our truth. What's his name? The yeah. just the truth. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, are you surprised that he's not fighting with the crowd though, considering where they are in their history? Yeah. How are they letting him just sit there? Where all his kids go? <laughs> right. Well, they're... remember all those children? Yes. I see them on TikTok all the time now. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. This is a completely standard tag match so far. 
uh, West and and Tanay are now trying to justify Siaki taking them away. Like, like oh, it must have been the first time they heard the interview. Mm. <laughs> can, can like and then like he's like, can he just like why can't Sunny Siaki just have our best interests at heart? He's just getting rid of these people. They do a sequence where everyone misses a top rope move. JT, how much surgery was required after Brian Lee's knee landed on Chase Stevens's face? Not enough. <laughs> I did like the Hot Shots new uh, tights, though, the Bigelow style design. Yep. Mm-hmm. With the names in the, on her ass, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other Hot Shot fucks up a drop kick to break up the pin. There's no rules or anything. It's just people jumping around. Hotshots then use a chain to knock out Lee, but even after a splash, that still only gets two. Then Mitchell trips Stevens, and then the church just kill him dead with a doomsday dropkick for the win. Jenny, what's wrong with Slash's eye? It's slashed. <laughs> what Slash did? A knife. Okay. I think it's a marble. Um, he has a marble eye? Mm-hmm. Sweet. That's hot. But what happened to his original eye? Haku took it out. <laughs> With his penis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you! Haku doesn't like the splash. JT, how amazing are the hot shots? Uh, not exciting at all. <laughs> like, they're fine. They're cromulent. They're cromulent tag team. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a cromulent match, I think. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, the church are fun. I like them, actually, as faces. I thought they've been pretty good in that role. I think Slash shells well. Lee kind of uses his power offense, works better in spurts. And, uh, you know, yeah, two and a quarter for me. Yeah, same two and a quarter. I I just think that Lee and Slash are fun to watch. I mm-hmm. mean, Hot Shot's not the best, but, I mean, whatever. It's good enough. Yeah, I'm at two and a half. I thought it was fine. Like, I liked it. I do agree that it, I like them as faces, but it's really weird uh, seeing James Mitchell as a face. No, it's not. Look, he's I'm... always been a face. <laughs> Are you going to be okay if he starts slapping hands and clapping at ringside? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, fair enough. Now the Nazis are yelling at the hot shots. JT, did the Nazis not notice the blonde hair and blue eyes? <laughs> they did. That's why they attack him. <laughs> they take him. They throw him right out of the building. And we get we, – we, there's no time, obviously. Goldie's with Sandman. Sandman in this interview is, <laughs> is – he's clearly drunk, right, Jenny? Yeah. Yeah, he's fucked. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I wonder like I wonder if the, when this was filmed, like has he had time to sober up for the match? No. No. I don't think he's ever sober for his match. No. <laughs> this is great though. Like this was authentic fun Sandman. Yes. Like he's got no clue what the fuck Raven even calls the match. <laughs> he talks about, you know, there'll be Sullivan and weapons and you know, he calls Sullivan sadistic and then spews the beer out. Like yeah, this this felt like pure Sandman. He just does not give a fuck, and I love it. And, uh, and who's in his shirt? It's like a pair of eyes. I don't know. Maybe it's Slash's eyes. <laughs> Haku handed them over to Sandman. <laughs> you will protect these now. Put these on your shirts. <laughs> I love Loki, too, that the whole time that Goldie's interviewing him, she's doing everything she can not to catch a whiff of his breath. Yes. Yeah. Um. All right, we get a nice Eric Watts recap now. And, uh, of all the things for me to write. A nice one. Yeah. Nice. For me to write in 2021 <laughs> about tw- 2002, like, not, this shouldn't fit anywhere in here. <laughs> Tanay nice. then brings out Jeff Jarrett for an interview. Jenny, who is laughing at the start of Jeff Jarrett's music? 
Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest. I think I think Jarrett's laughing because he's fucking somehow swindled another person into supporting this Mark promotion he's built, <laughs> making him the Damn. world champion. That's just shoot. I got him again. <laughs> you hired J Double F. Dumbass. He's he's got a dress shirt tucked into jeans for Double J tonight. That's one of the better looks he's had on. I like it. I don't know. He pats Tanae on the shoulder like Mike Tanae's pal. <laughs> he's got a target on his back. Um, but then Mike Tanae's like, I have to ask though, how do you feel about Vince Russo? <laughs> I have to. I have to. That's the hard questions. And Double Big J goes, on one hand, it's hard to believe. On the other, it's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> JT, aren't those the same thing? <laughs> it's like know. it's like me saying, like, oh, you know, on one hand, I'm sad. On the other hand, I have some malaise. <laughs> it's a tough low blow. I think he's saying, like, it, it's he doesn't believe him. But it was, like, hard to accept that he had to do this to try and get him to that point. Mm-hmm. That's what was hard to swallow. But, that he had to be the one to bring his kids into it. Well, then, yeah, because he, he backs that up, and he right. goes, like, he goes, I had to do this. Right. He, he had to ruin Vince Russo's life and bring his punk kids into this. Jenny right, was I, he needs the old Vince Russo. I guess. I guess. Um, he puts over Russo as a compassionate man with big balls. I have never heard those qualities in the same sentence describing somebody. I think he meant passionate instead of compassionate, for being honest. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> because I think that probably explains Russo a lot better. Yeah. I would never call him compassionate. I'm passionate, not compassionate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? I think you might be onto something, though, Jenny, because it's about this point he just starts rambling, and he yeah. st- and then he goes, I'm stambling here. <laughs> he knows he fucked up and then he acknowledges it and yeah. then he moves and Russo would call it he doesn't even he would say cop mashing it <laughs> JT I'm was cop mashing it mashing JT was Jared hanging out with the Sandman before he came out here <laughs> <laughs> they were doing morphine in the back <laughs> Oh, they'd be so much happier. Jared they wouldn't would. feel bad. He'd be like, you know what, man? I wanted to help Vince. It was great. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> um, but Jared doesn't know what to think. But he gets interrupted by a voice that no one recognizes. And the camera's super slow, and it's fucking Eric Watts. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm here to tell you why I beat you up. Jenny, were you surprised at how big Eric Watts was? I mean, yeah, because... <laughs> Like, wait, what? This is Eric Watts? He's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he's tall. So he's out there with fucking Brian Lawler and uh, David Flair. Flair, And then he goes, you're talking about the second generation wrestlers. And he goes, you left out Flair and David Woos. And then he goes, you left out Lawler. And then, (laughs) yeah, I I, I fucking thought we were done with that. I know. Like. Then we get this history lesson of Watts and Jarrett friends as a kids. And Lawler's like nodding along like he has any fucking business in there to begin with. Jenny, how big is David Flair's forehead? Uh, it's a five head, Aaron. <laughs> it's so fucking big. And his eyes are so dead. Like, yeah. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Like if he didn't have a mouth, like. <laughs> he looks like a shark. I think he hates all of this. Who, David Flair oh. hates all of it? I think he hates wrestling. 
What? Yeah, you think he's oh. just doing it to like? He felt like he had to, and he wants to like daddy issues. Try and impress his dad. Right. And then like Jerry Lynn. <laughs> Jerry, poor Jerry Lynn. Super crazy. Tell me how you won over your father. <laughs> I still can't have my uncle touch me. All right. D- uh, <laughs> then Eric Watts says it took Double J ten years to make it, and Eric Watts got signed in twenty one days. And he goes, does it bother you that I became the PWI rest Rookie of the Year? JT, has anyone else ever used that as a flex before? Marcus Bagwell, when he won it like six years in a row. <laughs> and Lawler is... Y'all would use it as a flex, too. Don't lie. <laughs> you know you it bothered you. I know it did. I know it did. Lawler is also punctuating all of Watt's sentences. That's right. Like, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> Like man, like you just you, I, I don't know if it's good. Is it good heat? Am I am I supposed to hate him this much? I think so. The crowd again, is... like I don't mind it because it's at least like real. You know what I mean? Like if they're gonna play Watts up as like a delusional nut, like it's fine. Like it's clear, like no one's into it yet, and he's all over the place. But it feels maybe at least it's coming from a real spot. You know, like hey, why? Like I'm. More naturally gifted. I'm a bigger guy. Our dads are both like superstar, like promoters. Like, why did you get the breaks that I didn't? Right. Should have been me. Right. Like that's what it. Like it's a relatable story. Mm-hmm. I just the, think they'd be better if they gave him a mouthpiece. It's a relatable story from the most detestable people on the roster. <laughs> well, that's the problem too. Like no one gives a shit. Like they should have played it up more. Like he's using, and maybe they will. We'll see where it goes. But like he's using Lawler and Flair. Right. Like, he's using their insecurities to help himself, like, reach his dreams. Well, you're right that nobody cares because the crowd is chanting, we don't care. <laughs> um, the promo's so – here's the other problem with it. It's so long. Yeah. Like, this is like a 10-minute promo. Then Watts turns his back and dares Jared to hit him with a chair. JT, how many times in the promo did he say the name Jeff? JF. <laughs> JF. He definitely looks like a – like a country music star, Eric Watts. That's what he looks like to me. Like a jacked up one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and here's what I don't get, because Watts turns his back on Jarrett. Jarrett has literally been an asshole for his whole career, but now he won't hit Watts with a chair? <laughs> he doesn't care enough. Jenny, what was the point of all this? Uh, you got, fucking got me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I actually do like Jarrett here, but um, the rest of them can go to fuck. Well, because Jarrett feels like a real person. Yeah. Right. I mean, like a dumb one, but yes. like at least real. Well, it's like he's a re- he's a real person in this world. Like no other person would behave this way or act this way or dress this way. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then in this world, it's like, oh, everyone else is fucking cackling and right. – you know, there's a there's a Satan worshiper bringing down a biker and a guy with a marble eye. Like, of course, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I do, I do feel like he does have like a lot of the um, like champ responsibility air. You know, like I'm the lead guy. Like I have to be a certain way. Yeah. That swagger. It's also kind of an indictment of the promotion that like the, the I mean, not not maybe not necessarily a bad thing, but that their champion is just a regular looking dude. Because it's professional wrestling, right? 
Like at the time in WWE, 2003, like Brock Lesnar's the champion, right? <laughs> anyway, JT, were you relieved to see the strippers come back here? I was going to relieve myself on Eric Watts. <laughs> but yes. What I'm not relieved is that this fucking slob disgrace land is back. Yeah. And with him are Gilberti and Sanders, which is uh, equally as upsetting. Is this like the worst trio unit in wrestling history? These three guys when they're out there? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be up there, right? Well, we just had Watts, David Flair. I was going to say, Lawler. I would probably give it to them. Imagine stacking those two trip, like trios back to back. Watts, Flair, and Lawler. And then just, I think I think that group is better than this one. Like, I think Lawler can at least wrestle. I don't know. I feel the other three get way more TV time, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd go with the Flair group. Yeah, I, I think I would, too, when push comes to shove. I just want Siaki to come get them out of there again. Uh, Disgraceland's fighting Estrada. Estrada. Has Estrada. Did he bathe in oil before coming out? He did. He was the, the most slick I've ever seen a human. And he nearly. He was appetizing for Disgraceland after I need him <laughs> and end his misery. Hair's a little out of control too. It's crazy. It, yeah. I don't even understand what it is. Like, um, Siaki does do us a favor though. It comes and takes Gilberti and Sanders away <laughs> right away, and I'm like, fuck, man. I didn't think I could love Siaki anymore, but like, <laughs> uh, and this really bothers Disgraceland. And this is where I was like, oh, the, the match is gonna end, but it didn't. Uh, Estrada then hits like a really subpar kick, then goes to the top, misses a frog splash by about a mile. Then Disgraceland busts out a slingshot suplex. <laughs> it gets a close to. Jenny, how much of a loser is Estrada that he's struggling with this guy? Dude, I was wondering the same thing. I was like, what have we done? Especially when Gilberti and Sanders leave. Like, he's yes. Gonna know- I, I just felt bad for Estrada this whole time, honestly. He seems very lost. But yeah, because he's like – They got nothing for him. Yeah, because he's a good – like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a good wrestler. He's been there since the start. Why do we hate this guy? Not us, them. I guess I hate him too, but I hate everyone on this show. Yeah, you do. Uh, Maybe it's because he held on to the Elvis thing for too long and killed anything that he had going. What happened? I'm just trying to be a superman. <laughs> what happened to the chick he was with? Great question. Did she date Lawler's chick? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that a thing that that happened? Yeah. I thought that was a fever dream. (laughs) This whole show is a fever dream. Disgraceland hits a disgraceful German suplex with a bridge. JT, how do you think the German people feel about a suplex being named after them? (laughs) It's probably better than a lot of the other things that people complain about German. (laughs) Look, I find that Estrada looks naked in those trunks. And the reason being is because of the size of his afro. Because, like, if the hair is that big and curly on his head then, like, it's totally conceivable his penis has an afro that size around it, too, and mm-hmm. it would be the size of those trunks. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like see, where your head's at, Eric. Well, it makes sense, right? Like, because it's it the does. same. His trunks are the same color as his hair. Is Estrada going to take Disgraceland's outfit? <laughs> yes. Doesn't he need one? <laughs> he does. That's what they're fighting. <sighs> Jorge then hits some spinning shit for the win. JT, why do you hate Disgraceland? Uh, he's a fat, sloppy pig. Wow. Approaching 300 pounds, it says in the intro. 
They can't get a precise weight for yeah, this no, dude? Right, right. Like, I don't know. That guy's fat. They don't want to be near him. Look at him. He's annoying. <laughs> the gimmick is dumb. We're spending way too much time in this crazy. <laughs> Jenny, do you think Jorge is wearing boots or his, faith, or his feet the same hairy mess as his genitals? <laughs> well, the boots are red, so... Okay, look, I'm at I'm at one star. Yes, I. And we were being generous. I, I want a half a star. Half a star. Well, because <laughs> it, it it actually was a match. It sure was. Like not a good match, but it was a match. It I I I yeah, I, they did things. I fully expected when Gilbertian Sanders left for the match to end. I like for Estrada to roll him up. And that's not what happened. What if Disgraceland had won? You think he would have liked it better or worse? JT? Uh, I don't know. Again, we're spending way too much time with Disgraceland. Yeah, but this is part of the show. All right. Uh, He's done with our shit, Aaron. <laughs> so we're staying with a hot story. Goldie is in the sex dressing room. Again, it's not good. <laughs> Siaki's telling off Sanders. And then then Sanders tells Siaki to go get some new damn clothes. <laughs> like Mike Sanders has been wearing the same thing for weeks. <laughs> And then Disco steps in and he goes, I'm doing my job and my job is character development. And Obviously. Then they bring out some girl, Mortimer's there. What the fuck is going on? Got Wood. Her name's Hollywood. Got it? Hollywood. <laughs> but is she even introduced here or is she just there? No, she's just there. Yeah. Before we can even make sense of any of it, Kid Cash is going to be interrogated. Jenny <laughs> – are they – they're not even in the same room anymore with these people, right? No. No, not at all. It's just him and a camera. He's like reading the questions out. Yeah. So, Gotta be. So they do some word association. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Morton, mentor. He likes rock. Paul Heyman, he goes Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> JT, what did, he, what did he mean by that? I think he was just saying he's Jewish. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Like if they, Aaron George, Canadian. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? That's what I'm saying. You say I'm a it fucking cheap? Delivery. It was his delivery. It took me out. Yeah. Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> what, was it a hard J? No. I don't know. It, just something about the way you said it. I, I watched it like 12 times. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles, really good. Favorite move, Moneymaker. Toughest exhibition opponent, AJ. Then the final question, Trinity, business or pleasure? And Cash answers, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Jenny, does this expose Mike and Dawn as awful interrogators that they don't fucking follow <laughs> up on that at all? Time's up. <laughs> they only want the one answer. That's all they got time for. Great. No follow-ups here. <laughs> they call Conan, Conan the Lucha's wannabes. <laughs> Which is kind of shitty because the whole Amazing. the whole angle is like that's our style. <laughs> uh, and the biggest. I really love this. Like, it was so funny to me. Uh, the biggest moment of his life was winning the X Division title, and when they ask him about Red, he goes real short. <laughs> uh, this like this like make you like Cash more, less, the same. It was more. fine. The only big news really was him calling the Luchadors wannabes, like. <laughs> Furthering that feud with the X Division. Yeah. I guess we're just transitioning right into the X Division title match now. And Tanay mm -hmm. has the balls to go, Cash is the man who was just interrogated. Number one is though we didn't just watch it. But JT, <laughs> do you not understand what an interrogation is? Right. 
And then Amazing Red, they, they say Amazing Red has just gotten back from the Orient. Mm-hmm. That clearly won't fly anymore, too. But Cash isn't banging Trinity, right? Because otherwise he would have bragged about it, correct? Yeah, they're just friends. Right. He's trying, though. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Borash, because he's introducing the match, goes, from the world-famous TNA Asylum. Jenny, do you think the people of Iraq know what the TNA Asylum is? Of course. Is this one of the no, they are famous in uh, isn't the UK whatever they were talking yeah, about? Yeah, they went to Australia. Remember? Yeah, that? that's right. Is this one of the freedoms that the Iraqis hated about the US? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These motherfuckers have world famous asylum. <laughs> uh, is that how TNA survived for so long? The Iraqi market. I'll tell you one thing. If Uday Hussein was booking, Road Dog wouldn't have a job. Okay. <laughs> Uh, obviously, this match between Red and Cash is super fast-paced. Now, mm-hmm. let me ask you something, both of you. What's missing from the X Division to make it feel like more pure competition than storylines? Like, I, I was under the impression that I would like Characters. it. Characters. You think that's what it is? Yeah. Because yeah. I was under the impression I would like a division where stories didn't matter. It was just about uh, competition. Wait, Really? Yeah, because because everything. Aren't you the story guy? Didn't you like tell me like a whole thing about? Yeah, but... all the stuff that you like about wrestling—that story-based, clear-cut, middle, beginning, end. Of course, but but what I mean, well, because you could tell a story that's based on competition, right? Where it's yes, like this guy yes, wants to be I'm better. Into that. Yeah, like, yeah, but that that I don't know what the what's the storyline of the X Division right now? Is be it the that? best? You're gonna beat the best. But do you feel they do a good job putting that across? I think so. Well, with the quality of matches alone, really, and, like and you they said, do a, like and they it. do a good job with like the week to week. Like a guy wins this week to challenge next week, et cetera, et cetera. Right. To like show like a clear like you don't get that in any other division, like a clear standings and delineation of competition. Right. In other divisions, like you, you just come in and ask for a title shot and you get it. Right. Like here, like you have to earn it week to week. I guess I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm struggling to realize uh, to, uh, to to figure out why this isn't clicking with me. Right. That's all it is. Uh, West then says Kid Cash has brought class to the X division. Jenny is Kid Cla- is Kid Cash classy? No. <laughs> I mean, he's he's, he's classy fun. like Applebee's like, on a date night. <laughs> right. That's it. He's like a trashy version of classy. So he's like he's like Kid Rock classy. Right. Like Nashville classy. Is there no class in Nashville? There's the Kid Rock version. There's like the country version of Classy. Because I always imagine Nashville as like a like a, a Southern Belle sitting on the steps. <laughs> is that Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Yeah, but there's Southern still Bell, a little bit Bell, just Bell, behind. Bell, you know what baby. I mean? All right. Well, <laughs> they throw Them steps. Don't take your job, Daddy. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I can't do accents that aren't offensive. I can't do it. I'm sorry. You heard my Iraqi. How did he tell you, motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a deep – it's just an angry man. All right. Uh, they throw chairs at each other in a very contrived way. Great top row clothesline that I love that Cash transitions into a pin. I thought mm-hmm. that was really neat. Huge superplex from Amazing Red. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, just great. Uh, Trinity looks concerned. JT, is she worried about the rest of her evening after the match here? <laughs> um, 
uh, worried that Cash is going to take out the anger on her? Yes. Yeah, there we go. Oh, you mean that? Okay. Uh, Red then nearly dies on a top rope German suplex. And I don't understand how that wasn't the finish. Uh, Red does a flip to the outside and destroys, just destroys Trinity with it. Like, Cash is nonplussed. Um, and she saved Cash. That was the given, That was the bit there. That yeah. She sacrificed herself for him, even though he's been noncommittal. Yeah. And, and it, like, it, that spot looked brutal, too. Yeah. Like, and Tanae's like, please, please show us another, please show us another look at the Trinity hit. But then when they give it to him, they're like, no, stay live, stay live. <laughs> make up your mind. Tanae. <laughs> Cash then hits his pile driver moneymaker to win. Jenny, should they have pulled the trigger on Amazing Red here? Mm, no, no, I'm still, I'm still in line with Cash's champ right now. Mm-hmm. Red is, you know, very high on my list he's he's really good in this i don't know i kind of like him chasing Hmm. and i like cash where he's at now yeah i think we gotta build this a little more like the cash trinity stuff and Mm -hmm. where's that gonna blow up finally on cash like i don't think we're quite there yet but i i like this a lot um you don't think it's gonna blow up on trinity Mm. over trinity I, i think it was a little short so it didn't go to the next level but I really – I thought they wrestled a unique match, which isn't easy given the talent and the time given to this division week to week. And I thought they made it feel a little bit fresher than some of the stuff that we usually see. I like Cash Champion. Red is awesome. I think if they went seven to ten more, like it's a classic. But yeah. I think the exhibition has been on fire. So I went three and a half, and it could have popped even more with more time. Yeah, I gave it three and three quarters. Um, I, that's just where I'm at with both of these guys and what – little story that we've gotten out of the X division. This works for me. Yeah. I'm a three and a half too. I, I really dig all the matches. When I, when I asked at the beginning, it's because I'm actually trying to figure out what it is. That's not clicking for me because hmm. the actions there, I like the guys. So I don't know, maybe it'll become clearer as we move forward. Um, it's like anyway, cash finally comes and comforts Trinity in the back. She jets out her chin, which like drives me crazy. Right. Um, <laughs> And then they're like, Double J's in the back, and Goldie has a microphone again. And she's trying to get answers, like, from Double J. She's really being aggressive, too. And AJ Styles comes in and fucking bowls her over. Like, and she a- screams like, Rah! Yeah, that, that's the sound she <laughs> You know, you mentioned earlier that Jarrett's the most real person. I think Goldie is. Like, yeah. she feels like someone that got dropped in this insane world from the outside that has to somehow survive till she can escape. And she's just like, where am I? And what is this madness? And she calls out all the madness constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets abused. Uh, she's like, AJ's like, Jarrett, you're scared of me. But then he presents an ultimatum. He's like, you're going to give me a rematch or else. JT, why would Double J listen to any of this? Right. And then Double J goes, of course I'll do it. Jenny, is Double J a stupid motherfucker? Yes. He is, but this is what I think. He, I think that he thinks as champ, he's gonna be the one to face all these guys and give them all their shots because he had to work like hell mm-hmm. to do it. So he said, you know, anybody that wants to challenge me can do it. So he just keeps fucking doing it. He's also and, very beleaguered right now, so he's yes, just like, fine, whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, I guess. But you think if his responsibility is champion, he'd be like, well, no, I have to wait for the number one contender. <laughs> like. Give everyone a fair shot instead of you for the second time in three weeks. Maybe I'm thinking too much about it. Uh, we get the annou- shot of the announcer table now. 
And um, what I love about this is there's a dude trying to hold a very young child on camera. But then there's these other two dudes kind of on either side of them. And they start chopping each other and almost hitting the child. And the dude has to like slink back with the child. So the child doesn't get chopped in the face by these two fucking idiots. That was all I was watching the whole time. Yeah. It that... looked like Jake Williams' little son. I'm sorry, it really did. Hey, look, son, you get Don't to be on TV. Yeah. That's the. I I actually rewound that. I don't rewind this show ever, but I'm like, <laughs> I have to see the dad's face. The dad, the dad's face is amazing. Whoop. The poor little kid. He just wants. He just wants to get on camera. Yep. And there's these two idiots chop, throwing chops. <laughs> Right at his head. Uh, we get Urban Mike sitting down with America's Most Wanted. And this this shot, it's like everyone is in blue light and everyone is wearing leather jackets. They all went to Target and got the same leather jacket. Hey, you got these jackets. What do you think of these blue light gels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get those. Definitely went to Berlin to go factor in that Target. <laughs> uh, America's Most Wanted loves Bret Hart and Kurt Henning. And then that's all I gleaned from that. And then right away I'm like, fuck, they're fighting Sanders and Gilberti. Jenny, why are they doing this to America's Most Wanted? I think they have to build them up or something. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I feel like AMWS had like um like shit stuff happen to them. I don't know. They're in a weird spot. Like hmm. they look like assholes, even though they're really good. I don't know. They they want to like prove that they've been doing this for a long time and then like okay well stop getting they fucked just, in all these matches then and they need a deeper tag division like i like a lot of the tag stuff that we get because i like the church i like amw we just need to focus on it like the x division and like not have some of the bullshit and just kind of make it more merit-based i think well i mean they are kind of trying to do that because this whole thing was a tournament right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like but i mean they're this time the depth i think well, I mean, you got America's Most Wanted, you got the Church, you got Triple X, got the Harris Brothers. No, that's it. It's kind of after the top three of dips. You know, I mean, the Hot Shots like you're probably your next best one, you know. Yeah, I guess. Like they need like one or two more. Right. Uh, Harris then says, "When Glenn and Mike come out, people are gonna leave the room." Yep. I wish I could leave the room. <laughs> Very accurate. Now we cut back to like the the arena, and there's some kind of ghoul in the stripper area. A ghoul? JT, what was that? What was that? Is it a ghoul or a goblin? Did you? But you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Let me look. There's a um, fucking ghoul. Was it, it Trent? Let me see. Say Trent? Yeah, Trent. Who's Trent? It's just some guy. <laughs> Is this a real thing or are you just talking about your friend Trent? I'm talking about my friend Trent. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Jenny, how do you feel about the America's Most Wanted blue and black combo? I like it. Yeah, me too. Slick colors. Uh, mm -hmm. Sanders fucks up a monkey flip right away. Uh, mm -hmm. It's good thing Harris is so good because he's really keeping this match together. Disco does the fucking YMCA and does the C only for himself. I hate it. Like it's you have to do it for the audience. Jenny, why is Tanay? <laughs> I like how you have YMCA rules. <laughs> You have to do it for the audience, well, not yourself, but, you stupid ass. But who is the – but if you're doing the YMCA, who are you doing it for? Yourself. Why would they you just do enjoy it, it you know? anyone else? But it's – I guess. <coughs> I guess. Do you oh, dance for yourself too? Yeah. yeah. Who, who 
are you dancing for other than yourself? Well, yeah, women. Like nobody's watching. Exactly. <laughs> Clearly, women. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure they love it. Dude, into it. I was the. You know what? I'm not gonna go. There. All right, let's um, <laughs> let's talk about Jenny. Tanae is very skeptical of "gifted" as a moniker for disco. Why is he not as skeptical for Harris being called a wildcat? Mm, maybe he knows something we don't. Mm. The freak of the sheets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now they brawl around the arena and Tanae's screaming about tradition. So I don't know how that jives. Um, I just noticed, too, that Harris does the Billy Gun punches where he hits the dude with the inside of his wrist. Mm. I don't know. Like, it, if, JT, if you were starting a company like like Sex, like Sports Entertainment Extreme – you're the worst boss in the world if you make these two goofs in charge of anything, right? Yes. And, like, have you noticed, too, JT, that Gilberti is clearly trying to stay away from the disco stuff, but you can tell it's still in him? Well, he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. Like five, six years of it. Yeah, it's like point. watching uh, Brian Danielson in AW not do the yes chant. Right, right. It's like he's, oh, I can't do it. I said I wouldn't. Um, so then uh, they, they hit the heart attack. Uh, out of nowhere, and Moondog Spot is out. Jenny, could there be a more random wrestler coming out during this match than Moondog Spot? I, I don't remember or know who this is, so I, I was very lost during this part. Have we seen him before? Did I miss that? No, not on TNA. I mean, the okay. Moondogs were like early to mid-80s in the WF. But they were in Memphis um, in the 90s. Like, in the mid-90s, they were a Memphis staple and like, USWA and stuff, so... I guess they're kind of known in the area. It seemed like the crowd knew a little bit what was up. Yeah, I think so for sure. They were they were pretty well pushed, I think, in the USWA. That that whole appearance is just this whole show in a nutshell. It's like <laughs> here's this thing that happens, and spoiler, we're never gonna see him again, mm-hmm. <laughs> like ever. Uh, so- I think they're just trying to design the show this way. Like, yeah, any fucking nonsense can happen at any time. Yep. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Anyone can just show up week to week. It's just chaos. Yeah. Harris then puts Sanders in a sharpshooter, but the ref is down. Skipper comes in, nails Harris with a chair, but Harris kicks out. Then Skipper kills Storm off the top rope, hits Harris with the chair again, and the fucking losers win. JT, yeah. did we, did they really need the second chair shot? We didn't need any of this. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, so Americans was one of scuffling now going into the title match. Adds a little heat, but I, and I don't know what we're doing with the Moon Dog, like whatever. <laughs> Nothing. I went to it a quarter just because AMW is so good and they carry it, but yeah, yeah. Jenny, are you still a fan of Skipper? <laughs> uh, I wasn't really that big of a fan of Skipper, but um, I'm a fan of um, Truth sitting in the crowd crying for no reason. Um, <laughs> yep. I like I like I don't know what he's doing here. I'm assuming he's leading up to something with all these just like sitting in the crowd things. Um, I, I'm more interested in truth than I am in any of this tag shit. If I'm being honest, I feel like he's doing like a little bit of like a sting. I was like, thinking that type thing yeah. where it's just like on his own stoic. But his he's so him mm. that it's just so. Like, right. I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah, it's like he's dressed like the crow because that would be white face. <laughs> Can't have that. Well, I guess in 2002 you could. Mm. You probably could. 98, they had it. They had blackface in WWF, so. 
Yeah, this was kind of all over the place. The Moondog stuff, like, really threw me. AMW is real good. You know, they're real focused and serious. And But the clowns win, you know, with the with the fuckery, which is not unexpected, but does suck. And I uh, can't wait till these guys are our new tag champs eventually. I don't see how this would throw you. I mean, the, the fat guy wearing jeans, carrying a bone, screaming at ringside for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's crazy. I don't know how I didn't just accept that as normal. But. <laughs> I went two and a half because of America's Most Wanted. I thought yeah. it was competent, I guess. Uh, also, the ghoul is back, and he's got like a pizza tied to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> you have to – someone at some point – doesn't have to be now, but you have to go back and at least check it for me to make sure <laughs> that I wasn't fucking just losing my mind watching it. It's possible. All right, Goldie's in the sex dressing room again. Siaki's running down Skipper for interfering in the match. He's like, did I tell you to go out there? Then Sanders screams, you ain't the damn boss, and hits him. Sonny <laughs> I'm the ace and hole. <laughs> Sonny and Sanders fight. He knocks the shit out of him. Yeah, Jenny, how fast did Sonny unbutton that shirt? <laughs> and during this brawl, we get a I, – this had to be a mistake again. We get a spoiler shot of a bunch of dudes setting up chains in the ring. Well, no, they're, yeah, they're setting up the yeah, Clockwork Orange. Orange deal. But I feel like it was a mistake to cut to it then. No, I think that was part of it. Really? I think they're trying to be funny, like they're brawling around as they're yeah, setting Yeah, that's what I, oh. I loved. The crew members just working, just like, yeah. like nothing is happening. Back with the old days, setting up the cages. <laughs> yeah. And but it was just stupid because everything looks so fucking janky and amazing yeah. when they're setting it up. It's awesome. All this is awesome. So what do you – JT, what did the instructions look like that Raven sent to the TNA people? <laughs> like remember the game Mousetrap? That's what <laughs> you know on, on Mallrats when Jay and Silent Bob <clears throat> devised the plan to take out the stage? Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I, I honestly can't believe Raven's not out there like directing them. <laughs> no, no. They've, they've changed our... – <laughs> Uh, According to Poe, that change should be. According to Poe, uh, for some reason, too, in the back, Sanders, despite having a match, gets the better of Sonny Siaki. And now Desire and Hollywood are fighting. Harris, the the Harris Nazis are the voices of reason here. (laughs) And Don Don West is like, you know, this is what happens without Vince Russo's leadership. (laughs) What a leader means to a faction like. (laughs) Yeah. The Nazis are the ones that make everyone shake hands. No, they were known for the organization. Yeah. <laughs> and then Desire won't shake Hollywood. Instead, she gives her a fucking rock bottom. Oh, my gosh. She kills her. She crunched the shit out of her. Yeah. Oh, my nap. God. It was so I think maybe one of the sickest spots we've seen. It's <laughs> on the floor. And then Gilberti carries, like, an unconscious Hollywood back to the sex dressing I mean, room. She may literally be dead. Like, yeah. she just fucking destroyed her with that. That's someone who's not trained doing a move that she should not be doing. Just someone else who's probably not trained. Yeah. Jenny, is this the first time Disco has carried an unconscious woman somewhere? Oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> Can't believe it is. So then we get this video package. It goes, I am I am the way to the city of woe. I am the way to the forsaken. What am I watching? I am the way to the forsaken people. I am the way to eternal sorrow. This is the way. What the? <laughs> the Raven way. <laughs> what what is he talking about here? I don't know. <laughs> How's it not clear? I guess I'm I guess I'm the idiot. Aren't you a Shakespearean actor? Yeah, Shakespeare made sense, right? Uh, Are you sure? 
Then Sullivan gets brought out to the ring and they announce him as the enforcer. This despite him clearly saying he was just going to be an observer. <laughs> Fucking paint all over his body. Uh, I love that the paint job on his body. JT, is this as sexy as Sable at Over the Edge 1998? <laughs> Same cup size. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, can you please describe uh, Kevin Sullivan's rat tail? Oh, I don't think you want me to. Uh, sexy, manly, um, amazing, <laughs> beautiful, blonde, smells like heroin. For sure. Raven, for some reason, comes to the ring from outside in the parking lot. Like, Doesn't he have a nest <laughs> that he can be in? And does Sandman always wear a shirt tucked in? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I Yeah, I think he always has. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He's got a whole case of beer with him. Yeah, Usually not that. dress pants, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's wearing skater pants. Uh, something. Uh, he's a skater boy. He said, "See you later." Uh, Raven starts bashing his head in with a trash lid, and like, there's weapons literally all over the ring, and Sandman has to reach under the ring for more. Raven with a nice blade job. There's some dudes – as this is happening, there's some dudes in the crowd singing Enter Sandman. Yeah. And it's way better than Sandman's actual entrance music here. Yes. I, I feel like we need to describe what the ring looks like. Um, it's like, If we can. Well, I mean if that's possible. It's kind of like someone put up poles on the corners and then hung chains from everywhere. Yeah. And also hung and, a piece of a fence. And then, like, garbage can lids and chairs. Just hanging, like, like a charm bracelet. Yes, that's the, the best. Top of the... <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. <laughs> and then they have to go and unhook the charms in order to beat each other with them. But they cannot unhook that fence. No. Try if they might. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They just can't. Like struggling how... with things in the ring like that is one of my favorite things in wrestling. I like how Wes gives the warning, like, I don't have these weapons at home, but you know how stupid people can be, so don't do this. <laughs> yeah, right? JT, I don't have a trash can lit at home. <laughs> I don't have a fence. <laughs> and if I did, I wouldn't fucking hang it on a chain. chair. <laughs> JT, so they, they're doing these chain whips. How do they fake those chain hits? They don't. They don't. They just hit each other with a chain? Yes. Fucking morons. Uh, Raven then hits Sandman. How do you fake get hit by a chain? <laughs> and now some idiot at home is going to say uh, Raven hits Sandman with a for sale sign but like Jenny does it bother you at all that it's just paper <laughs> I was like why <laughs> why is this in here but also I love that so it's fine yep alright West is on board though he's like he's beating him to a pulp <laughs> Raven elbows him through a table and then Don West goes parents take your children out of the room does he think the rest of the show is appropriate for children? At this point is when you take the kids out. There's a sex dressing room. <laughs> oh, they walk up to the perch. They call it a perch now. I can't tell if it's a perch or a nest or whatever the fuck it is. It's a perching nest. I love that they can't get the branding straight between the two of them. There's three tables stacked up. JT, does that make it hurt less? Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit more gift. A little more gift. Were you in the perch just then? It's also so dark where they're fighting. You can't see anything. Jenny, should they fire the follow spot guy? Yeah. Yeah, he really dropped the ball on this one. I needed that to be more well lit. 
Uh, Rape- I took a half star off for that. <laughs> well, I took a bit more than that. Uh, <laughs> Raven then. Raven then hits bl- blind Sanmu with a fire extinguisher and then tosses him through the tables for the win. West goes, unbelievable. Jenny, is he right? Yes. Yes, he is right. You missed how Kevin Sullivan is like actively handing them weapons off the charm bracelet mm-hmm. as he's observing this match that he's not supposed to do anything about. <laughs> He is not the watcher from He's, what he is not watching. He's watching himself get himself in this match. So, but I thought too, like if you're gonna do a weapons fuck fest, like this is how you do it. Yes. Like over the top, bloody insanity. Don't just do the walk brawling that we've seen a few times where they're trying to make it like ECW. And not saying ECW didn't do that sometimes, but like don't just do walk and hit. Walk. Like this actually feels like it has more animosity and a more mm-hmm. violent mm-hmm. and more hate in it mm-hmm. than just like ambling around. I, I I fucking love this one. <laughs> I fucking loved it. It's five stars. hundred percent. It is. This is the shit that I like to watch. Whatever. It is. It, I mean, it, Raven is gushing blood. He, it, his face is an entire mask. His hair, everything's soaked mm-hmm. in Raven blood. All the weapons are so janky. It looks so stupid. The cha- Going through the three tables was awesome. Like, he was, like, he looked broken. But he, like, slid he down as though he was falling yeah. off a roof and the fucking yeah. shingles were falling everywhere. <laughs> it was so great. Like, I, it, this is just for me. Like, this is my shit. I love this. JT, did Kevin Sullivan bring this whole thing together? Yes. I think he did add a little <laughs> flavor to it, like, setting up the weapons and helping them kind of do the flow of it. I And he's just, he just, like, he's... He do, he's not doing anything. Like he's not. All he does yeah. is hand them weapons. But yet somehow it's like his presence is. Yeah, like, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's like he, he, the voyeur. You know, like he's enjoying it. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I get off on that too. That's cool. I like it. On voyeurism. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I hated this. Uh, well, yeah. I think it's because I hate the Sandman. Yeah. I hate him. Like maybe I'd like that makes me sad. Maybe I'd like him in ECW, but like I hate the smoking, I hate the drink, like I just hate it. Like and he's, I feel he's terrible. I think we've had this discussion before. Like I can see why you would think that without seeing his yeah complete run and how er- like it's earned that he does that. Like it doesn't feel forced or him just trying to be cool. Like it feels authentic because it's him. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, like, he's just someone that, like, if he came out, I'd be annoyed that he was around me. Right. Like, even if the real Enter Sandman was playing. I got to hear it. (laughs) I think it, well, I don't know. I was going to say, I think that it depends on, like, your uh, like of sort of trashy, dirty things. But then you like trashy, dirty women usually, so. Yeah, not men. I am surprised. Yeah, it's weird of you. But, you know, if a trashy, dirty woman was, like, smoking and drinking, I probably wouldn't be into her either. Oh, okay. So that's it then. Yeah, and he looks it's the dirty. The hair is blonde. Like, the tattoo on his arm. Anyway, all that to say, I'm at zero stars. So. <laughs> I don't think. I thought this was good. I thought it was better than some of the past shit we've seen. Because there was heat, there was creativity that we don't usually get with these. Uh, Raven was bloody. It was a big night for him. He kind of took a step we hadn't seen him go yet to pay off kind of all his talk. And winning his own match, his own gimmick. And I went two and three quarters. Like, I wasn't as in love with it with Jenny, but I didn't think it was, like, trash like you. I don't think we've ever had a match where one of us has gone five and the other one's gone zero. 
Sure. I kind of love that about us, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raven then rolls out of the ring and, like a child, goes, I want my title shot now! <laughs> His fucking face. I, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he calls out Jarrett and he goes, you could beat me now because I'm a bloody mess. And then Raven talks about having a destiny. Then Jarrett runs in and just blasts Raven with the belt. And it's actually kind of a sad beating because the crowd isn't even cheering. Like, they just saw this guy go through hell. And now yeah. the top face is beating him up. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it made Raven feel sympathetic for sure. Yeah. Like, it felt like maybe the early moments of a potential double turn. Mm, yeah, I'd be down for that. But I, then again, I like Double J in this face role. Yeah. The only time I've ever liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just feel like that might be wearing thin a little bit. Well, it's because you see so much every show, everything wears thin so fast, right? Yeah, maybe. I, I just feel like as much as I feel like he wants to do that champ thing, like I feel like it's probably a little bit boring for him. And he right. wants to do more fun, mean things. Right. Styles then comes down to nail Double J, but he hits Raven by mistake. And now fuck Lawler and Flair here. Jared, of course, beats them up, but then the burlap sack makes its mm. triumphant return. And Eric Watts just come down and beats the shit out of Jared with a baseball bat. Flair hits a body slam. Double J's gets his face covered with a sack. We get the fucking laughing hip-hop drop. Lawler's making all... <laughs> <laughs> if only he just made that noise. <laughs> and then we finally get the reveal of what's in the sack, and it's the NWA oh. title. Uh, An old one. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Wait, has that been in there all along? Yeah, I think so. Sad off. Anyway, they're murdering him and no one is helping. And mm-hmm. Tanae's like, we need to get out of here. Somebody get him off him. And the show goes off the air. Now, and, Well, Tanae also hammers home. That looks like the one his dad, Ric Flair, used to have. Oh, God. Basically, like, trying to beat us into it that he stole it from his dad. Oh, yes. Do, do you guys think that they don't know that – they don't <laughs> think the audience knows that he's Flair's son? It feels that way sometimes. They don't think the audience knows anything, honestly. Who treats their audience stupider, these guys or WWE today? <laughs> stupider. Uh, probably today. Yeah. Probably. Today. <laughs> today. Uh, yeah, so that ended the, the show. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm tired. I just so – by the end of these shows, I'm just so t- – not these shows that we do, but watching these shows, I'm so tired. Yes. It's a lot. I mean it's just overstimulation, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I still kind of enjoy them. I don't hate them. I'm just saying I'm tired. Oh, yeah. What was yeah. your best segment, JT? I went with the sex implosion brawl as they're setting up the uh, – mm-hmm. The ring? The K, the ring, and you get the rock bottom of misery on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, best segment. I, you know, I really did like that, but I mean, Cash's interrogators thing was just like it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the child almost getting chopped in the face. <laughs> uh, worst segment. Watts reliving Watts, the yeah, It's yeah. too long. It's Elbow ten minutes just... long. Yeah. Who do you want to see more of, JT? Uh, super crazy. I hope he sticks around. Kid Cash always, Amazing Red, and guess Desire's Rock Bottoms. <laughs> you want to see Desire's Bottom? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kevin Sullivan, um, Sandman, Raven, Goldie, <laughs> which I'm sure I will. She stood out to me on this episode. But, yeah, she was good. She's great. Um, and then all of the sex 
um, troubles from the locker room. You those are those the things you want to see more of? I want to see more sex troubles. Yeah. I want to see more Sunny Siaki. I feel he's not on the show enough, considering how much I like him. Uh, who I want to see less of is uh, Sandman. Mm. I don't know if you guys g- glean that from my response before. I mean, for me, it's always the Harris brothers, Watson Lawler, Disgraceland, yep. Gilberti and Sanders. Yeah, I agree. Would you be more on board with Disgraceland if Gilberti and Sanders weren't involved? No. I think I think it's stupid. Mm. <laughs> less of Jenny? Uh, mentions of the dead Kurt Hennig. Oh, yeah. Uh, good it. call. Uh, I mean, he had just died. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, like, it's a little too early to be going to this, probably. Kurt's in hell. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> you guys remember Shit that down. loser Kurt Hennig? <laughs> Awful father. Uh, 2002 Jenny would have liked. Oh, three Jenny. Oh, three. Oh, three. Fuck yeah. Um, the blood and the voyeurism. I feel that's that's 2022 Jenny also. Look, some things always stay the same. Mm. 2003 JT. Yeah, just seeing who's the next random legend that's gonna show up. We've had the Moon Dog. We've had Sullivan. Who's next? Uh. Moon Dog a legend. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of is. All right. Anybody got a wild card? Uh, Lucha Invasion. I think it's we talked about it. Great role for Conan. Yeah, I really like that too. Any imposters? Big man, just studs. Uh, Sunny C. Rocky in his <laughs> to steal from Matusa in his pure rock drip. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, who are the new appearances this week? Uh, Kevin Sullivan. Super crazy, Hollywood, and Moondog Spot. Nice. And the ghoul. And the ghoul. And the ghoul. <laughs> Trance. Potentially. Uh, where's Where are you guys at with overall score here? Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this might be my favorite episode that we've ever watched. Uh, oh, wow. I mean. Well, if you have that was... five stars, it makes sense because you have two I other mean... matches over three and a half. Yeah. So. I mean, there wasn't much as far as disappointing matches. Uh, I liked the Vince stuff. I liked all the sex stuff. I, I mean, there was a lot to like for me on here. So I went 8 out of 10. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. I figure it's probably not going to get much better. So. Wild. I went 6.5. It was above average for me. Uh, a couple good matches. I liked the final brawl. I just like we have, in you know, a little point for maybe if we are writing Russo off for a while at least. And I feel like we at least have direction. Like, for the first time in a while, all of the stories at least kind of make sense and are going somewhere. I feel like we have less random shit. The stuff that is is just, like, good X Division matches. Everything else at least has a story that's somewhat followable. Yeah. I'm going to quote – I think Sam, I think Raven would get a kick out of this. I'm going to quote Charles Dickens saying it was the best of times and the worst of times. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of great stuff and then so much shit. So I'm at a solid five on ten. Hmm. Now, okay. before we do our power rankings, uh, JT, tell us what's going on at the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Just lots of great stuff coming at you each and every day. A lot of evergreen content. And, of course, last week, Aaron, we had the return of the year that was after a uh, you know sabbatical almost as long as this one was. Right. Uh, it was good to have you back. You broke down 1997. There was a lot of excitement in the air. So looking forward to that series wrapping up. No holes barred, chugging strong into the new year. Uh, Jenny, Yumi, and Souza crushing Extreme Three-Way Dance. 
and uh, you know, I'm going to have some GWWE content dropping soon as well here throughout the year. It's a new, you know, next stretch project at Place of Me Nation, the five-year look back from the GW Greatest Duty Wrestler Ever project. Just a lot of cool stuff. And I'll also give a quick plug to Behind the Connection, my new interview show. Uh, you know, every two to three weeks I hits. Just talk to uh, my friends about wrestling, being wrestling fans. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. All right. So let's power rank these guys for episode 35. All right. Here is our last rankings on 34. Harrison Storm 1, AJ Styles 2, Kid Cash 3, Jeff Jarrett 4, Sonny Siaki 5, Raven 6, Conan 7, Jerry Lynn 8, Sandman 9, and The Church 10. So what do you – I mean, maybe you guys are going to just say yes. What about Kid Cash number 1? I was just about to say Kid Cash number 1. Yeah, Kenny. Yes, I'm in with that. Okay. I mean, I'd probably keep Harrison Storm at number two. Yeah. But I think just because like they had, a, I thought that Cash had a better match this week than than Harrison yeah. Storm did. So is AJ stay at three? Um, I don't want to punish him too much because he didn't do much. I mean, he's always a stalwart. Yeah. You're not probably comfortable with the rest of the list almost as is. Yeah, I was just trying to think of a Goldie on, but I don't, I don't think there's anyone I would drop. No, I mean, you know, I'd drop Sandman, but <laughs> yeah, he was a big part of yeah. the show. I mean, if you wanted to yeah. drop the Church this week to put her on. No, I still like the Church. They're consistent. Okay, let's leave it the way it is then. Yo. Look at there. That was easy. All right, so number one, Kid Cash. Number two, Harrison Storm. Number three, AJ Styles. Four, Jarrett. Five, Siaki. Six, Raven. Seven, Conan. Eight, Lynn. Nine, Sandman. Ten, Church. 